0: Hi everyone, this is Leslyn Keith. I'm President of the Board of Directors at the Lipidema Project and Director of Research. Welcome to Living Well with Lipedema. Today I'm joined by Carrie Reedy, a specialist in nutritional medicine as well as functional nutrition. She is a part of the Global Coaching Collaborative at Lipedema Simplified. Not only does Carrie like to share the science around health-promoting food choices, but she also knows the importance of translating this into practical, everyday tips and tricks that make food as medicine a very manageable approach, no matter how busy life gets. So great to have you with me here again today, Carrie. You always have some wonderful information to give to our listeners.
1: Oh, it's fun to be with you. I'm looking forward to a conversation today.
0: Yes, and today I wanted to talk to you about, you know, there are several conditions that seem to commonly occur with Mm lipedema. And one of those is low thyroid or hypothyroidism. Can you talk about how this affects someone with lipedema or, you know, kind of the commonalities between those two conditions?
1: Sure. So, again, you know, I think as we think about lipedema often not occurring in isolation, I did a bit of digging around not so long ago to really try and get an understanding of how often some of these, we call them comorbidities, but how often some of these conditions kind of come along together. And I found one statistic that said amongst the lipoedema population that around 27% of people experience hypothyroidism. And in another research paper, it said 31%. But I was thinking about that in terms of my own practice. And Leslie, as you know, I work with a lot of ladies with lipoedema. I would say even more like 50 plus percent of ladies with lipedema
0: experience. I, I, I agree completely because I think it is so underdiagnosed. Yes. Well, lipedema mm-hmm. is underdiagnosed and so is hypothyroidism.
1: <laughs> and, you know, in many ways, when we think about someone that has hypothyroidism, and just to explain that, that means low thyroid function. So it means that all of those things that the thyroid should be supporting and controlling are happening at a far more subdued rate. So one of the key signs, I suppose, of low thyroid function is weight loss resistance. And so when we think about that in connection with lipoedema, you know, if you have both of those conditions at the same time, that's going to make any sort of weight loss endeavours much, much harder. Some other conditions that tend to, or other signs and symptoms of sluggish thyroid function or hypothyroidism is poor digestion, you know, constipation, end of the poor digestion, tends to be really common with hyperthyroidism. That's because everything in the body is slowed down. So the passage of food through the digestive tract is slowed down as well. And when that happens, we can end up with a lot of toxins that should be being quickly expelled from the body uh, being reabsorbed. And so we end up with, I guess, a more toxic type of environment that those cells are existing in. And we know from some more recent research that potentially with lipoedema, that there is more toxins sitting around in that extracellular matrix around um, those cells that then are creating inflammation and fibrosis. So you can see that there's potentially a connection there as well. Many people with low thyroid function have poor circulation, so they experience cold hands, cold feet. We know that circulation through the blood system and the lymphatics is really important for moving things around the system. But if that function is sluggish, then again, we're going to end up with more toxins potentially sitting around those cells. We end up with some of these other symptoms of low thyroid, brain fog, low mood, muscle cramps, muscle weakness, these sorts of things. And so all of these playing together, you know, if you get a lot of muscle pain, you're not likely to want to be moving your body too much because it's painful. And that again, impacts the lymph flow and potentially with lipedema. So I think in many ways that they kind of intersect and just make the lipoedema experience more complicated. But, you know, thyroid isn't the only condition that I see happen very commonly. We also get a lot of sort of irritable bowel type symptoms, anemia. Both of these then play into poor thyroid function. So, you know, we have to kind of look a bit more globally. But in terms of hypothyroidism, I think what you said about it being underdiagnosed is just so incredibly valid. I see a lot of clients that will come in with their blood tests and say, oh, you know, everything's fine. My blood tests look great, which they do. Their results are all inside what we call the normal range or that reference range that you see on a blood test. It might give you your result and then it shows you what what we would consider in inverted commas to be normal. But with thyroid conditions, the only marker that's generally checked on a regular basis is our TSH, which is the thyroid stimulating hormone. The reference range is very broad. Usually it's sort of between 0.5 and 4, depending on the lab. Different labs will have different reference ranges. But I I actually think that range needs to be much narrower. I really like someone to have a thyroid-stimulating hormone result under 2. Even under 1.5 suggests to me that the thyroid is really humming along and doing everything that it should. When that TSH level starts to creep up and that's the only marker that's been checked, We really don't have a lot of other information. I suggest to the ladies that I work with going back to the doctor and just asking whether some additional thyroid markers can be checked. Some doctors are great at doing that. Some you do need to pay privately to get these other tests. But we really want to look at the actual hormone levels in the thyroid. So looking at things like the free T3, the free T4, they're the actual hormones. Because the TSH is really just telling the thyroid how much hormone to make. We want to know how much hormones are actually being made because they're the bits that do the job and we want to know what's going on there. There is another marker that's called reverse T3 that it's worth checking. It's an expensive test to do. Most doctors don't offer it, but it can be ordered privately. When our body is either unwell or we're not eating enough, our body likes to put the brakes on our metabolism and say, you know, you just need to slow everything down. We can understand when we're sick that it would be wanting to do this, Leslin, because it wants us to slow down and not feel energetic so that it can work on that repair in the background. But when we're not eating enough, the body can also say, we're not eating enough. You need to save and reserve any energy that you have. So I'm just going to increase that reverse T3 to slow down your metabolism, to slow down the rate with which you produce energy, burn energy, which... Sounds like a good thing, but actually in terms of weight loss, it can become really, really problematic. And so there's a number of different underlying factors that can contribute to having low thyroid function. And we really need to tease out which particular aspect of that is going on for a particular person. I don't know about you, but most of the ladies I talk to with lipoedema have a long history of dieting. And understandably, too, they've gone to their doctor and a doctor said to them, oh, you need to lose weight for your health. But often, you know, that's not really the underlying factor. I mean, how many women have you had that have said their doctor told them to lose weight, to eat less? It's so common.
0: Right. And just what you're talking about, one of the biggest causes, I think, of hypothyroidism is Repeated starvation dieting. Mm. And so you're getting such a low calorie diet in a desperate attempt to lose weight, mm. which I think happens often with our women with lipedema, that you then throw your body into this hypothyroidism because your body then becomes desperate to hold on to whatever weight it can because mm. it's afraid you're going to die of starvation. Yeah. So this. I think makes it even worse that that symptom that women with lipedema have of being weight loss resistant. Mm. When you put the hypothyroidism on top of that, then it makes it even worse.
1: Absolutely. And I think even that long-term history of watching what you eat, and in all honesty, that's what we've been told to do. We're only doing what we've been taught over you know, the last 30, 40, 50 years, just eat less, exercise more and you'll lose weight. And of course we know that doesn't work with lipoedema, but, you know, a frequent history of restrictive eating in terms of dieting, trying to lose weight can leave us nutrient depleted. And our thyroids actually need a lot of nutrients. They need zinc, they need selenium, they need some iodine, they need a lot of the B vitamins and iron. And if we become deficient in any of those, it's going to make it harder for the thyroid to work as well. So, you know, I guess the bottom line to this is we really need to assess this in every single person with lipoedema. We really need to understand how well their thyroid is functioning. And if we can optimize that, then it's going to make all of the other practices that they're incorporating, you know, whatever dietary regime they're following, you know, exercise any of these other things far more efficient. And that's ultimately what we want to be doing is making the body more efficient so that we can get more benefits out of the practices that we're including.
0: Yeah, and it's so interesting when you talked about the symptoms of low thyroid, I think that anybody listening right now who thinks she has lipidema or knows that she has lipidema, she will notice a lot of these symptoms that can be associated with lipidema themselves, mm. but they are very indicative of low thyroid, things like hypersensitivity to cold. Mm. I mean, there's been several studies that have shown that women with lipedema seem to have lower tissue temperature. So that coldness and that um, low mood, there is actually a high propensity of women with uh, lipedema to have low mood and depression. And maybe it is because they also have hypothyroidism and this whole brain fog and I know you've seen this, carry with your clients, when they go on to a very nourishing diet, that brain fog recedes, and they didn't even know they were in the brain fog until it recedes. <laughs> yes.
1: yes, and low energy too, you know, just feeling like they have to be dragging themselves around and all of a sudden they say, oh, you know what, I actually feel like I can get through the day without my afternoon nana nap or, you know, these other practices that they've just got into the habit of because their body's just really, you know, fatigued. And fatigue is probably one of the other really common symptoms of, of low thyroid function. And, and I know for myself, I have an autoimmune thyroid condition, but I, so I have low thyroid function. And it makes such a difference when before I knew I had the condition to once I knew I had the condition and I was well treated. But I had to keep asking. I think I went to the doctor over a 10-year period probably every year, and said, why am I so tired? And they would just say to me, oh, you've got all these kids, you know, it's a busy time of your life, because they were only looking at the TSH. And for a long time, my TSH looked perfectly normal. It wasn't until I said, can you please test these other markers? And I found a doctor that was willing to do that. It was like, oh, my goodness, no wonder, no wonder I'm really struggling here, because I had very low T4, very low T3, And that was just telling my metabolism just to slow right down. And almost I think about myself as being a bit like a snail, you know, (laughs) like everything Mm -hmm. I had, you know, did slowly. But now my thyroid is well managed and I feel great. And I think that that's really the most important take-home message from this is even if you've been told everything's fine, get a second or a third opinion. You know, even if it costs you, you know, $50, $100 to get some of these extra tests done, knowing either that your thyroid's perfectly fine or knowing that it's sluggish will really make a difference in terms of what you do next to help with your lipidema.
0: Yes. yes. And I think that you, Carrie, are a fantastic resource for people. If you are interested, go to lipidema simplifiedorg coaching, and you can find out more about Carrie there. She is someone that knows the issues involved with lipidema, knows the nutritional issues and knows a lot about those comorbidities and can help you get the resources to hopefully get issues that you may have, get them addressed. Thank you so much for being here today, Carrie. Always a great conversation with you. And a big thank you also to you, our listeners. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you could subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or here at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. You can now also follow Living Well with Lipedema on Amazon Music and get new episodes when they become available. Thanks for listening. And I hope you'll join us again next time for another Living Well with Lipedema flash briefing. It's going to be spectacular. Go to lipedema-simplify.org and be sure to click the link to get more information. And we'll see you there.